We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hour two here on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Jack Fritz in for John Marks on this Thursday afternoon alongside my guy, Ike Reese watching some uh, combine coverage in front of us. Dan Campbell just started walking in. Oh, Looked like he was ready to bite some kneecaps. Combine takes me back. I'll, I'll tell you what. It's like these report. I'm not here to, to rip the Eagles beat reporters. Um, but, I mean, Elliot's, sure, sure. Elliot's at home today. You know, he goes out to m- Monday. They go to oh, one press. Oh, Elliot's not out there. No, he left yesterday. Ah. So you're, you're flying halfway across the country to go to a press conference? Watch it on Zoom. Yeah. Well, it's not halfway. I know. The well, just, uh, the, can you just, it's just it's dramatic. Midwest, yes. Just dramatic. But, but but to your point, what he he must have only went out there for the press conference. He didn't actually go out there to to, to meet any of the uh, the prospects. Or I'm sure he got some big scoops. <laughs> We're gonna start calling him uh, Elliot Schefter as he starts breaking some uh, breaking some stories on, on the station. He couldn't get out of Indianapolis fast enough. Not his scene. I don't I don't think he's a big like. Oh, let's go to the steakhouse and have like a million beers with people. I don't think that's really Elliot. So he's more of an Arizona guy or a yes. Miami guy. Yes. He has to wear his shirts and his glasses. It's too cold for him. Yeah, now too just... cold in Indianapolis. Yeah. And 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 there's nothing like wasting good outfits on people who don't care about it. And they don't care. In like the they don't. They do not care about your outfits out there in Indianapolis. Indy's not the fashion capital of the world. <laughs> no. no. But even Genius didn't go out. I mean, Howard was here yesterday. You know, I, well, he wasn't there to grill the Eagles on some tough questions. Like I know what he's gonna do. Uh. Uh, so, uh, good win for the Sixers last night, I guess. I mean, nine, and, nine and four without Joel Embiid this year. What's that tell you? Trading. Better without Embiid? Better without Embiid? Yeah. Um, but, I, you know, the, mm-hmm. the last couple of weeks, and really since Christmas Day, there's been this, uh, you know, it came out on Christmas Day, Woj, yep. how Harden might be looking to go back to Houston. And ever since then, it's been little stories leaking out here, there, and whatever. And the latest one yesterday was from The Athletic and, and Sam and Mick. Just, again, laying out that Harden definitely has interest in going back. Uh, when he left them the first time, he was basically like, it's not a, it's not a goodbye to see you later, mm. which I, I love to totally hear that. And, <laughs> and, and that has been met with this, oh, my God, that'd be so great for the Sixers if, if James Harden leaves and everything will be fine. Let me just tell you something. If James Harden leaves Philadelphia, blow the whole thing up. Like, cause there's, cause it's over. It is over if James Harden goes. And I know we like to do this always cook thing. He's done this. I've enjoyed watching James Harden this year. It's not the the prettiest style of basketball, but what he does, at least at this point in his career, is a lot to me like what Chris Paul does with with the Suns. He can't. Better. He can't be the the put it on his shoulders guy mm-hmm. and and carry it to, to to wins anymore. But he can 
still get the ball to Joel in good spots, gets the ball to other players in good spots. And for the first time in a while, he's, he's having his best three-point shooting season since 2015. Like, I don't, I don't totally buy that the James Harden is, is done, and if they gave him this contract, it's, he's going to get fat again. He's going to be out all the time. Like, if he leaves, this whole thing kind of crumbles apart. I still think there's good basketball in there, but the real reason why this whole thing falls apart, Ike, is I don't know what the plan becomes because if he walks – the the they don't get a max spot doesn't open up for another year mm-hmm. so it's not like other sports where a guy leaves and bang there's 35 million dollars right. you can use to spend on another player so they, they wouldn't have a free agent spot this offseason they would have to wait through next season mm-hmm. in order for a max slot to open and i just think it's a tough time trying to convince Joel Embiid who is in the prime of his career thinking he has a chance to to compete for championships to essentially say we're kind of punting this season yeah. We're kind of just going to sit this one out because we can't afford to bring anyone in here. And even if that happens, even if in a, in a perfect, optimistic world, uh, James Harden leaves, Tobias leaves, and, and, mm-hmm. after, talk to me, talk to me. and after next year, some max spots open up. Mm-hmm. Then you got to – the big free agent signings you can get are, are Pascal Siakam. That's good. Jalen Brown. Oh, uh, that's another good one. Chris Middleton. Oh, that's a good one. Old Clay Thompson, maybe that's, that's not 35 good. Yeah, years yeah, old. That's not good. But and you can't even bank on those guys reaching free agency because the teams have their bird right, so right. they can always offer them more money. So I, I sit here and, I, and I've heard from from you, John, like, mm-hmm. oh, this would be a blessing in disguise if James Harden leaves. I think it's the beginning of the end of this whole idea that the Sixers are in this championship window. I would not be excited if James Harden leaves this summer. All right. Take another deep breath. I know. Well, it's just, here you know. Go. Here we go. Here now we go. I'm defending my guy Harden. No, listen, listen, listen. You make some good points there, but here's what I'll tell you to that. I don't even care. I don't care. Because the fact that he's considering this tells me all I need to know. Now, it could be a Conference Finals unless he's the reason we get to the Eastern Conference Finals. And he better have a damn good series against Boston in that Eastern Conference Finals for me to, to for me to want to continue this. You're right. James Harden has been joyful to watch this season. I'll give him that. I'll give him that. That's the best I can give him. That's the best I can yeah. give him. He has been. That's big of you. I can't I can't complain about the way he's played this year. I, I really can't. I'm gonna be honest. I cannot complain about it. But that was just the first step. Can he prove to get through a season healthy? He had a little hiccup early in the season, but we're past it. He missed a month. The, that part of the season didn't even matter. He's been here since January. Well, and it's the only reason he missed the All-Star team. Yeah. He should have made the All-Star team. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I got no complaints about the way he's played so far this year. Now it's, the, it's on to the postseason. It's on to the postseason and what he does in the postseason. And, and if he can't, true, can't prove to be a true difference maker in the postseason – then I can go ahead and start over. I would rather I would rather wipe the slate. I would even rather get through next year figuring out is Maxie a true star player before I give him a max deal out of desperation. Yep. So next year would even give me a chance to look at Maxie as the starting guy to see exactly what he is. Tobias is there as a professional. His contract is up. You may get rid of him at the All-Star break, or you may get rid of him after the season. Either way, you got one more year with Tobias. Now, 
Correct me if I'm wrong. Does that open up two max slots? But one of them's gonna be filled by Maxi. Okay, one of them be filled Should by Maxi. No, you're right. You're right. One of them be filled by Maxi. So then you'll have that there available to you. But I'd rather do that and go into the summer of 2024 looking to add maybe a Pascal Siakam to this. Him and Embiid are very good friends. I think they're natives. So I think they're they're I think they're close from that standpoint. Wouldn't mind having him here. He's a wing player that has some athletic ability. Wouldn't necessarily he's not ball dominant, so he's not gonna necessarily take away from what Joel does. I wouldn't be opposed to having Pascal Siakam here. Either way, James Harden isn't the guy. That's the ultimate point there. And if it means I have to go through a season where I'm, I almost know that I'm not competing for anything significant, they're still going to be a playoff team. Joel is still one of the best players in basketball. They'll get to the playoffs, so it's not a totally wasted season. I'm willing to suffer through that or get through that while watching Maxie develop then be saddled with James Harden for four more years, knowing that his skill set is going to decline, knowing that he's halfway in and halfway out, knowing that winning a championship really is not at the top of his list of things he wants to get done. It's not a burning desire for Joel, I mean, for uh, James Harden to win a championship. And that's part of the problem with Joel Embiid. You brought somebody in here who doesn't really – raise the expectation and hold Joel accountable. You didn't bring a star in here like Kobe or LeBron or somebody that's going to make him stand up. See, AD is soft as tissue. But when he plays with LeBron, LeBron holds him accountable. And now they got a title, he's back to being soft as tissue, showing you exactly what he is. And I'm talking about Anthony Davis. But that's what a guy like Embiid needs. You don't need another guy coming in here where a championship isn't at the forefront of his thinking and his desires because Embiid needs to realize that. He needs somebody that can show him how to get there. Harden ain't it, and I'm not telling you Pascal Siakam is it, but what I am telling you is that I would rather move on from Harden in this experience than be saddled with him for another four to five years. That's really where I'm at. I'm willing to sacrifice that. Is Joel Embiid. Like that's that's the big thing they're gonna have to do is like Joel, we, we we'll sell you on this. I know this. I know this is a, a step back because it is. If if they go through a year, like they better have a a a concrete plan that we're getting you a star. I gotta be honest with you. I think Embiid would be okay with it. I don't know how much he enjoys playing with James Harden. Well, he's having his best car- season of his career with a guy that can get him the ball in good spots. Oh, he enjoys that part of it, and he enjoys not playing with Ben Simmons, but. The idea that he somehow looks at James Harden as the piece that's going to help me win a championship, I don't, I don't think he looks at James Harden like that. Yeah, and and it's and beats so interesting because like you never he never really feels that like Maxi he's very appreciative of mm-hmm. he, he keeps calling him the best player on the team, but it's always he always has a weird relationship with the other quote unquote star. Yeah, and, and I know him and Jimmy became close, but when he was here. I don't remember that. And we being, don't know if that would have lasted if Jimmy had a stay. Listen, if he loved Jimmy Butler so much, he could have forced them yeah. to, to, to keep him. I, in, I agree with you. There's something to him with another star player that he it, it rubs him the wrong way if somebody else is taking his shine. Because I think Embiid wants to win. He wants, I think I believe Embiid when he says he wants to win, but I think he wants because to win him. Embiid's way. Damn right. Reminds <laughs> me of somebody I love. Well, I think he. I think he's watched too much Kobe film with <laughs> with some of these turnarounds. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Where do you stand on the Harden thing? It, it's been such an interesting kind of look mm-hmm. into this whole. Uh, oh, he's going back to Houston. Great. Or oh my God, there goes our 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 window to really win a championship. 
And I just keep looking at you let him go. You, you believe the, the, the skills are declining. But I don't know what the alternative is. And they better get one of those stars if he goes, I'd rather just keep this thing together and see if I can win this way. 215-592-9494 if you want to get in on that, but also on Howie Roseman and if you trust him heading into this offseason. Andy is in Deptford. What's happening, Andy? Yo, what's good, guys? What's up, buddy? What's up, Andy? Good there, Fritzy? No, we're getting there, buddy. Don't worry. Yeah, man. Yeah. As far as Howie goes, I trust him with everything besides drafting. That's kind of where I'm at with him. But, you know, Jalen uh, Carter slips us at 10. That's how he proof in his draft. Oh, there it is. You know? I mean, that's how he proof. You make that move and, and you got your stud D tackle for the next 10 years. That's how I feel about that one. Mm. What do you think about that, Ike? Come again. If, if Carter drops us at 10. Yeah. That'd be the move to make, right? Without it, listen, I don't want to make light of the situation that he's in, but hell yeah. Like, hell yeah. Right. If he's if he's there to be drafted and, and he's going to be exonerated from this um, and, and it doesn't look like he's going to be charged, uh, yeah, the Eagles would be – I don't it, – it would almost be like Andy when, when uh, Warren Sapp dropped in the draft. You're getting uh, the best player in the draft. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think, I think Will Anderson is the best. One of the two but, best players. But yes, the or he's arguably the best player in the draft, yep. And, 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 I mean, what a tragic situation, but he he wasn't driving the vehicle, correct? Not driving the, another vehicle. No, he was, yeah, he was supposedly racing the other vehicle, yeah. They ended up in the crash. Okay, yeah. okay, all right, all right. I mean, I mean, you got that clown Corey from Columbus pumping his chest with the Buckeyes. What'd they win? They ain't win nothing <laughs> since, what, 2014? I mean, team, what, are right? these, what are these Buckeyes quarterbacks doing in the NFL? The, the Troy Smith, the Terrell Pryor, <laughs> the stinking Braxton Miller. Oh, wow. Bob, well, Joe, they count, Andy, they count Joe Burrow, though. When Joe Burrow started winning, they're like, that's that half guy. a Buckeye. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's half a Buckeye. Hey, Corey, you better count him. Stinking Buckeyes. Get in here with that crap. Oh, well, you, got J- that. you got Justin Fields. Wow. Well, yeah, they got fields. They got fields, but I mean, they, they should still, trade him. But whatever. He's still kind of. He's still kind of a project. I mean, he you is. know, he is. Get some weapons around him. We'll, we'll kind of see what he's got. But I mean, get out of here with that Buckeye crap. Don't nobody want to hear that on the airwaves here. <laughs> well, especially. Yeah, I appreciate the call. I mean, listen, we got a lot of staters around. We got. We got. Not Michigan State. We got. No, Penn listen. State. Yes. Yes. Listen. I. I get it. I, I appreciate the passion. I, I. Honestly, you know the whole Ohio State Penn State thing. Yeah, it's not, it's not <laughs> okay, a real rivalry. It is a real rivalry for them. For who? For the Penn Staters. Oh, come on. That's a that's a ant. That's an ant on the bottom of Ohio State shoe. Are you kidding me? I mean, come on, are you serious? It's a little I mean, it's sort of like Michigan State than Ohio State. Ah! Listen, whatever. Ike was leading sorta. We Are Chance at Chickies on New Year's during the Rose Bowl. No, that was one of the most that yes. was one of the most hurtful hours of radio we've done is, is Ike morphing into the Penn State guy because his neighbors hey, covered, are brother. No, they covered. I bet on them that day. That was the day that freaking USC blew yes. the Oh my god. <laughs> one of the five worst gambling losses of my life was USC. I was with you on that. I lost money on that game too. It was just it was just a, it was just a disaster. No, did I take the over in that game? Uh I forget. I remember yeah. I took I took because it was a high scoring game though right yeah because it yeah. was USC versus Tulane yes and my me dumb uh, gambling brand was like <laughs> Caleb Williams is the next Mahomes yes, yes. there's no way he's losing to I'm freaking you, Tulane man. I'm with you yes I'm with you I can't whatever we 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 we, we, we bounce back sort of yeah. sort of yeah. Fandle's got me in a corner right now though it, it's not going well it's ever since the NBA's come out body back. blows body blows yeah. man twenty five a night.
And that's not <laughs> scoring. That's a deposit. Let's go to Yoshi in Brewery Town. What's happening, Yoshi? Yo, what's up, Jackie baby? Sitting in the cactus chair. Okay, yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. What's happening, buddy? Hey, I hear you, baby. Big night. What's up, Yosh? What's up, baby? Hey, man, let me go back to Tuesday real quick. Hey, hey I'm the same way. That bed got to be made up and wash them daggone dishes. <laughs> I'm with that. I'm with that. Yeah. Hey, man, on Howie real quick. I got I got away with saying that the other day. I don't want to go back to that conversation. Look, I was going to sit over here bite my nails for you. I said, put that boy, let's let us say some stuff online. No misery might be over there peeking or the one the kids is told on him or something. Or if they holding him for hostage for some extra money or something. <laughs> chill out. And John just be putting it all on front well, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We just let him go. Yeah, he's just let him. He's go. gonna get some stuff <laughs> off his chest. Yeah. Yeah, I, I got I, I'm gonna take him to counseling. Hey man. I think he's already there. <laughs> oh yeah, he did say he go to therapy, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey man, Howie. Look, man. How? How? It, it, it's a scary thing to trust Howie. It, it's like I know. It's like the black sheep of the family, what's saying? You know, you want him, you you he been to jail a couple times, what's saying, but he came out this last time and he been doing stuff in the community, he helping his mom out, you know, he he he, he counseling kids in the neighborhood and stuff like that. So I'm looking at it like Howie the last two years has done some good. I mean, he went out there, he got Devontae. I mean, he picked up Gainwell. Mm-hmm. I mean, last year he went and got daggone AJ. I mean, he he made all the right moves. What's his name? He went and got daggone. Yeah, but CJ. but Yoshi, is that is that more luck or is that good? Come on, you got to give him some credit. I don't think that's luck. I think what's his name like? I think he turned his he, TV on and said, "Oh my God, AJ Brown's pretty good. Maybe I should trade for him." <laughs> but see, look, he didn't just get AJ. He went out there, and the first thing he did was get daggone ready. I mean, he sat back and he waited, and he got Bradbury. I mean, he was like, "Oh, you know what?" Let me go get CJ. And what I'm getting to is he didn't press. Long as how we don't press the issue, I feel like we're gonna be all right. And and just the way he talked at the end of the year thing with Nick, how he sounds like what's his name? He's in a mode where as though he's gonna try to get the job done, but he's gonna be easy with it. Mm-hmm. And I really feel as though what's his name the way he was talking about Jalen too, like Jalen is gonna take some type of discount. And I feel as though how he worked that money so good that we're going to look at the contract and be like, what? Okay, Jalen got paid. But at the same time, we're still able to do this and do that. Mm-hmm. And he got a hit on those first two picks. Even if he trade back, even if he trades the 30th pick, whatever, what is it, 30, 30th pick, I yeah, think? 30th pick, he yeah. Trade and get two second rounders or a second and a third, that'll be good. So, you know, we're we going to know starting next week a little bit where the man at. I mean, what, the week after next. We're going to know a little bit where he is. Mm-hmm. But, you know, as long as he don't press the issue, I feel like we're going to be all right. And, and um, them Sixers, they, they're a headache. They're a headache. <laughs> a they lot like, of people feel that way, Yoshi. Yeah. They're a headache. Like, they're like a woman menopause, and you never oh, know what's going to come from. There you here go. we go. There you go. <laughs> all right, Yoshi, appreciate the call. Some of these guys got to yeah. get off. Yeah, yeah. We're not waging an attack on women around no, here. No, man. no, 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 we're not. No, we're not. But, yeah, and, and, and Howie, it was an interesting – you know what's so funny about how, when Howie talked the other day is that it was kind of twofold. It was, one, like, 
serious, you know, businessman Howie, mm-hmm. but it didn't really sound like a guy that's going to press the issue this offseason. And it, what's so funny, what's so funny about where we are is that, and we talked about this the other day, had they never won the Super Bowl, <laughs> they would have talked so much differently at that press conference about they're sure, dying to get back. Sure. But it's almost like winning that one <laughs> has taken a little bit of the pressure off. There's not this, like, yearning to get back. Well, they're, they're, you're, you're, you're right in part. I believe there is a burning desire to get back and win another one. They just showed that. But to your point, because they won one five, five years ago, that matters as well. It was mm-hmm. just five years ago. The losses aren't as crushing, and you don't necessarily feel the pressure to go out and have to do something to rectify it. Like, go get T.O. Yeah. You know, yeah. go get A.J. Brown. Right. But it's so funny because that, that loss was crushing. No, like, believe me, yes, I like, agree with you. Like, yes. I, just being completely transparent, like, I was surprised at how much that loss crushed me. Yeah. Because it, cause I was of the mindset, listen, we were just there. I, I saw my Super Bowl. I'm happy. When you blow a 10-point lead and you feel like you're the better team on the you field. You saw how good they were. That's what it was. You saw how good. And, and, and the fact that they legit, legitimately could have and should have won that game. Whether it was the turf, whether it was the fumble, whether mm-hmm. it was the punt return, you can't convince me that they only lost by three. Yeah, and they, they essentially with all those things, and and only thing Kansas City did was miss a field goal. Yeah, was, they played pretty much flawless. They pretty football. much played a flawless game themselves. Listen, we don't need we don't need to re. re- well, that's the thing. Once you bring up one part of it, it's like that thread. It yeah. just keeps going. It's like you're just sitting there and you're like, well, damn it. You know what I mean? It's awful. Hey, 215-592-9494. Jack Fritz in for John Marks on this Thursday. If you want to get in on James Harden, would you be happy to see him leave this offseason? Uh, where do you stand with Harry Rosen? Do you trust him heading into this, this offseason? It's a massive one for this team. Is he going to get it right, or is he going to go back to the old Howie? And on the other side, it's time for Philly's fever. And, yes, Ike, even though I'm not doing a top five today, I sure found a way to shoehorn in the five things I'm buying the most about this Phillies team. Is Ike with me? You'll hear that coming up next. Allow me to reintroduce. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Myself, my name is Ho. Oh, H to the O-V. I used to move snowflakes by the O-V. I guess Welcome even back, back Jack then, Fritz you can call in me. for John Marks on this Thursday afternoon. Ike, the day mm-hmm. Wilt Chamberlain allegedly scored 100 points, March 2nd, 1962, <laughs> out there in Hershey, PA, with no cameras watching. But yeah. nevertheless. I nevertheless. got a piece of the floor, though. <laughs> sure, yeah, I'm sure you do. <laughs> a nice tall tale. Uh, so I want to mix in some fills because I do. Every day at 3.30, uh, we do a little thing called Philly's Fever. And, you know, I don't know how many times I'm going to get the chance to, to do this whole thing. So I figured I might as well come up with the five things I believe about this Phillies team, Mike. And Sounds good to me. I got to be honest, they're pretty positive. <laughs> I'm, yeah, pretty, I, I wouldn't expect anything else. I don't know if people know me very well, but, you know. Yeah. Pretty high on this on the Phillies and, and mm-hmm. where they're going. So uh, they got smoked today uh, by the Red Sox. And a couple of the guys who I think, you know, could be good down the road, got lit up. But I'm not letting that deter me from what I think is going to be a really good year. Here are the five things, like that I believe uh, about this Phillies team. Number one, and I'm going to start this off by admitting I was wrong. And that mm. doesn't happen very often with baseball. But um, I had this idea of you sign Trey Turner, and you're not signing a leadoff hitter. You're signing a great player. And you put Schwarber, when Harper comes back, it goes Schwarber, Turner, Harper, and that's your one, two, three, and, and it, whatever gives you the best chance to go up one nothing. Mm-hmm. But just in watching Trey Turner so far this spring training, the guy is freaking electric. He is such a difference maker when it comes to what he does on a baseball field. And Bryce Harper is, is box office. Bryce Harper is an offensive guy. Trey Turner is a better <laughs> player. He is a better player. All around, and what he does wow. when he gets on the when with him batting first, and what I what I like the most about it is hopefully he gets on. Obviously, that's the goal. Mm-hmm. He gets on first base, and if you have Schwarber batting two, which Rob Thompson said the other day is probably going to be what happens. Turner one, Schwarber two. The pitcher has to think about Trey Turner stealing a base, mm-hmm. and the last thing you want is him getting on second base with no outs in the first inning. So, what is a pitcher going to do? Throw fastballs. He's going to start pumping fastballs. Mm-hmm. What does Kyle Schwarber do? Oh, whoo. he deposits those things in right field. He sure does. <laughs> so I've, I've started to have this vision. I've started to have this dream of a, 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 a lot of times this year, Turner gets on first base. He's in the pitcher's head already. Mm-hmm. Pitcher's already sweating. And, he, and, and Kyle Schwarber with whoever behind him, eventually Bryce Harper, but at the beginning, you know, Hoskins, JT, JT right. Casty, mm-hmm. him just getting these fastballs and just putting on a freaking show. So the first thing I believe about this Phillies team is that Trey Turner should hit leadoff. Okay, we've got no disagreement with me there. I uh, I love the idea of him being there for the exact same reasons you brought there. I just think the energy at the top of the lineup, the excitement there. Now you certainly had that with Schwarber. It was more in a boom or bust sort of excitement yep. feeling when Schwarber was up to up to bat, especially to lead off with Turner. You're gonna get a little bit of everything. You're going to get a little bit of everything. And like you said, once he's on the base pads, um, he's going to wreak havoc. And he's 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 one of those guys, like, his speed is noticeable. Well, he glides. Yeah. Like, he's one of those guys where he's so fast, it looks like he's gliding. Yeah. It reminds me of the, the uh, airport escalators. You know the things? <laughs> oh, yeah. I know exactly well, what you're talking about. By the way, a quick tangent. Why do people walk when they get on those things? 
The point is to go and not have to walk. Get off and go to the left I'm, and walk if you're going to walk. Got to admit, I'm I'm probably guilty of walking at times. There, there are times where I, I won't walk, but I think if I got people behind me, I think I keep it moving. All right. Yeah. I just yeah, I mean, I'm with you though. You get it on the thing to not have to walk. Yeah. You would he's still putting the effort out there <laughs> for it. But but Turner's like one of those guys, man, where he's yeah. it's like Deshaun. I mean, when Deshaun was running That's a good example. It was yeah. just like that's different. Yep. It never looked like he was moving that like his legs never looked like they were moving that fast. No, you're but right. it was like bang, he's yep. down the field. Uh the second thing I believe, Ike, is that Alec Bohm has taken that leap this year. You know, he is for the last couple of years been this guy. I mean, he had like what, thirteen home runs last mm-hmm. year. Always good bat-to-ball skills, but it was a lot of slap hits. It was a yes. lot of, uh, let me just, you know, hit that, the – Nothing worse than a 6'5 slap hit. Yeah, we don't want that. <laughs> no. uh, like, I, I respect Derek Jeter, but he was essentially <laughs> Derek Jeter at third base. And, and, and if he has 3,000 hits, whatever. But if you've watched him so far in spring training, first off, he definitely looks like he's bulked up, and that's massive. Uh, he's, he's turning into a man or whatever. <laughs> yeah, Hugh was basically accusing him of taking steroids. We take it. If it ends in a World Series championship, do whatever it takes. Whatever like, it takes. I'm like, speaking of takes, way to come back with takes, Hugh. Yeah, he's accusing me with the wealth thing. Um, allegedly, yeah, with the, with the, with the steroids. Just yeah, it's allegedly. Um, just joking. Yeah. So, but if you look at the swing, it, it, it looks much more fluid, looks much more powerful. It's like he's looking to do damage. And the biggest thing I've noticed with, with Bohm so far this year, Ike, mm-hmm. is that he's just way more confident. And I think – him doing the whole I bleeping hate this place and then getting a standing ovation the next night, I think that was the best thing that could have happened to him because, because he, he got the confidence or he got the you know, approval from the city. In right, a way. And, right. And how he, you know, he went through the postseason, he's shotgunning beers with his shirt off. You know, that, that's just guys being guys. And he's a Philly guy. Yeah, he's a Philly guy. So I think Alec Boehm takes a, a, a good leap forward this year. 280, 20-plus homers. Ooh. <laughs> Listen, he does that. We really are winning 93 games. 280, 20-plus homers where I'm at with Alec Bohm. So yeah. The, the third thing I believe about this, this Phillies team this year, Ike, is that Zach Wheeler is getting right back into Cy Young contention. Last year, he, he missed some time in the middle of the season, pitched about 170 innings. The year before, he, he finished runner-up. I think he looks better. From the, even when his first year here, where I thought he was ridiculous, and the thing that that has changed with Zach Wheeler is mm-hmm. first heading into this spring training, he's healthy. Last year, I, I forgot he came into it with a little bit of a shoulder problem. Now that's kind of out of the way. But the weird part about Wheeler is, as good as he was, his secondary was always hit or miss. That new pitch he's throwing, slurve, uh, sweeper, sweeper. I'm, sorry. I'm not sure the difference. They're kind of doing the same thing, but the sweeper is the hot term. Um, he's able to throw it, I think, for more strikes. So if you get a fastball up at 97, which is very easy, with that pitch of breaking ball, they can actually get over for a strike. Right. Coupled with the changeup, that I think is, is is something different for hitters to look at. Zach Wheeler gets back to being, and he was great last year, but gets back to being in the upper echelon of the NL. Well, you've already projected three things, or two things, and I'll take out the Trey Turner at the top of the lineup um, because we're in agreement with that. But you put together two other things there. You got Zach Willer and Alec Bohm, man. What are we winning, 100 games this year? We're getting there. Yeah. Say, what else you got left on uh, this list? 95. I'm, I'm at about 95 <laughs> as, of, as of this morning. Okay. The fourth thing I got 
is I do believe in the Nick Castellanos bounce back. Here we go. I believe in the Castellanos bounce back. He's laying off sliders away in in, in spring training already, which is, you know, making me happy. Uh, uh, Kevin Long's moving him closer to the plate. He's he's getting so he's so he's it's easier for him to reach that outside pitch when he does. He's using a 31 inch bat to kind of train his his his, his ability to go the other way. Uh, Nick Castellanos. I'm not saying he's going to get back to the 309, 34 okay, home that, run. Guys. Well, that's what I was getting ready to ask. What are we talking about? Here? I'm I'm putting him about the same as Bone, 280 ish, okay. and, and 20 plus homers. But I'll take that. That is such a different player. Oh hell yeah! I mean, he was freaking. <laughs> oh my god, just the worst. Yeah. He was the worst last I'll take that. I'll take that. I'll take 280. Hell, I'll definitely take the 280. You give me 20-plus home runs. Okay. Yeah. And and, and I I just – he seems like he's in a better headspace than he was last year. I'll take that. And those aren't crazy numbers. Listen, you paid him to to hit. Yeah. He he better be able to put up 280 and 20 homers. I'm not, like, out here giving scorching hot takes. (laughs) Like, we paid you for that that kind of production. Go do it. Um, It's going to be interesting, you know, and and it seems like – for a guy that had as bad of a year as he did last year, it doesn't seem like the city's like completely out on him. Whereas usually, if a, play, a big name free agent comes in, they're like, "Ah, he's a bum, overrated, overpaid." Yeah, and, and here, here's what I want to see with him, much like Alec Baum last year, although we saw it almost immediately with Alec um, after what happened with the three um, eras and the, the words that he uttered. <laughs> um, he responded well. Yes, I want to see how. Castellanos responds to last year, the negative energy surrounding him prior to the run in the postseason with with the city. Like the city can be hard on you if if you if you thumb your nose up at them mm-hmm. when they're trying to make you better. Doc. Right? They can definitely be hard on you from that standpoint. But if you're willing to at least acknowledge your struggles from a year ago and we can eat, we can see the changes that you've made. You, you've already said you've, you noticed some things that he's changing. He'll get the support to start off, and how do you respond to that? So, in other words, don't come out so tense, so anxious to to want to do well and worried about the reaction of the fans. You're on a good ball club. You you guys seem like you you, you like each other. There's a lot of fun being had with with everybody. A lot of good team camaraderie. Use that energy to sort of lift you as opposed to feeling like you got the weight of the world on your shoulders and you need to go out there and hit a home run every time you're at the plate. Listen, he's got help. Exactly. You got you, you got help. You, went, you signed Trey Turner. Yeah. I mean, and, and there's pressure when Harper is out. You know, last year they survived mm-hmm. without him. And people are expecting them to survive without him. Yeah. They went 32 and 20. We saw how you can play. Yep. Um, so, you know, he but he has help. He has JT. He has Boehm. He has uh, Hoskins. He has Schwarber. He has Turner. It's not all It's on, not all like, on Like, honestly, you. a Castellanos bounce back 280, 20-plus home run, it's gravy. Man. That is gravy at this and point. And it's great gravy. It's that, that's some good gravy right there. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, now, our, our gravy, not the red sauce nonsense yeah, not the, that yeah. people try to throw out there. <laughs> yeah. Gravy is brown, and it is, belongs on turkey and mashed potatoes. It's not so – no gravy is red. Yeah. Not what Angelo uses on his <laughs> pasta. Yeah, gravy and pasta. Yeah. Turkey, which is not a top five meat. Yeah, which I've uh, – uh, a yeah, big right. omission to the top five <laughs> yesterday. Really, I just wanted to argue about pigs and cows. That was my, my, only, my only goal with that yeah. was that. But my final thing here, Ike. What you got? And I've tried to fight it. I really have because I know my reputation in the city. Is oh oh you blind faith you Phillies Phillies guy whatever yeah 
I think they're going back. Ah! I think they're going back. I just, I love everything you see down there. What, to the World Series? I think they're going back to the World Series. <laughs> I think they're going back. I'm not saying win it. I'm not saying well, win it. Well, let's win it if we're going to get there. Listen, there's a lot of good baseball teams out there. <laughs> but where they're at, everything is down. Every, they're talking about two more wins. It's all right. they, they all the vibes are great with the players. They all get along. Schwarber, I think, is – They like the manager. They like the manager. Uh, and, boy, he's talking about, like, four hours of hell was what coming to CBP was like last year. Right. Get that on a T-shirt. Let the city kind of galvanize around that message. Um, you know, I don't think Schwarber is the is, – is obviously not the best player, mm-hmm. but I think he's the most important. And I think he is the guy that, that brings everything together. And I, I just – you look at the talent on the pitching staff, whatever Painter gives you, hopefully mm. it's special. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, yesterday was like, yeah, it's good, but, you know, can I, you know, count on that for an entire season? Mm-hmm. They're going to have to uh, be careful with his innings. The bullpen is just is just much improved with, with the stuff they've added back there. And the offense, I think, is just going to mash. So I know we've had the take of the last couple of years of the, the lineup being better than the 08 Phillies. This year might be that year. Yeah, this might be the year for it, especially once they get a healthy Bryce Harper back in the lineup. Um, I won't go World Series with you. Uh, I certainly believe they're back in the postseason. Yeah. I certainly believe they're back in the postseason. And um, I, I don't necessarily want to use the same um, path on 80, road. 87 wins. You know? Yeah, and, and trying to be hot at the end of the year. But it does matter that you're playing your best baseball late in the year. Yep. Like, that does matter. And as much as we're going to enjoy the regular season and watching this team play, the second half is when the real season kicks off and this team makes that stretch run to get into the postseason. Because you're right, when you even look at the guys they added to the bullpen and and you get something out of the back end of your rotation, you're looking at a deep baseball team that plays with confidence. They they already know anything is possible. They proved that last year, which I think makes them an even tougher out whomever they face, because they're never going to give up. Yep. I mean, it's, it's, it's been a long time since we've had legitimate excitement about this team early in the year. The one thing that's going to be different uh, between this year and last year, it's going to be really hard to recreate the magic of this run. Like, the magic of this run was – Oh, no, Like, yeah. the expectations are yes. so much different. Like, yes. If they, lose, if they lose in the wild card or they lose in the divisional round this upcoming year, I think the city's crushed. Yes. Whereas last oh. year, as, as long – when they – when they got past the Cardinals, it was gravy. Yep. When they got past the Cardinals, we get a home playoff game. Great. This has already been an awesome season. Um, so I can't wait. Exactly four weeks, Ike, to opening day. Yeah, baseball is back. Yeah, it's baby month for me. There's a lot going on in it's, March. It's, it's a big month for your boy over here. 215-592-9494 if you want to get in on the fills like Jimmy in Ben Salem wants to do. What's happening, Jimmy? What's going on, Jack? What's going on, Ike? How you guys doing today? What's up, Jimmy? Um, so you actually took the words right out of my mouth, um, Jack. So I think it was Gilio today on the midday show. Another uh, hater. Not, hater. Yeah, he's not very <laughs> confident in the season. But I guess I want to get your guys' take on, well, what would a definition of a failure of a season be? Like, I'm not expecting them to go back to the World Series, but I definitely expect them to at least make the playoffs. Like, where in the playoffs is, like, they have to make it or this was a waste. And also, uh, I'm a Penn State fan, oh, and uh, let me just say, yeah, I'm sorry too, because James Franklin is an ass. <laughs> oh wow, okay. I, I I was a student. What is? I just graduated, and I can tell you, like the day that we 
signed him to a 10-year extension, like half of campus was completely upset. So <laughs> sounds like a positive <laughs> a experience. Day. Sounds like a positive experience. Uh, Jimmy, we'll get to your call. Um, what do you think about that, Ike? What would be a, a, a failure of a season for you? Obviously not making the playoffs is Correct. a disaster. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess I, you got to win a round, man. Uh, you know, from what they did last year, and this is obviously right now a better team, yeah. You got to win me at least one series. Yeah, and they are better than last year's team, which yeah. is funny. It yeah. doesn't always work that way. The <laughs> team gets better after going to the World Series. The, the Eagles can't relate to that, but um, we'll see. I Obviously, missing the playoffs is a, it would be a disaster. The one thing is is that, man, the the NL is is loaded. I mean, yes. the, 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 the NL East has three realistic options for 100 wins. I mean, the, the Mets and Braves got there last year. The Phillies yeah. made the World Series, mm-hmm. you know, and they all got kind of better. Yeah. The Centrals, the Cardinals, whatever, they're fine. The Eagles, the Phillies own them. And then the West, you'll have the, the Padres and Dodgers. Yep. Um, and, you know, Dodgers lost their starting short, shortstop the other day for the year. They already lost Trey Turner. So we'll see what they are this year. I mean, they'll probably still be really good because of the Dodgers. But um, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I think I think this National League comes down to the National League East. Yep. One of these three teams will be representing – the, the NL in the World Series. It's like the 90s NFC East. Over yeah. There. Look at that. Yeah. Uh, let's get to the Twitter question brought to you by Marks Jewelers. Looking to get engaged? Visit the home team with the best selection of diamond engagement rings to fit every budget. Visit Marks-Jewelers.com. Do you trust Howie Roseman heading into this offseason? 91% of voters like still buying it. I'm not, Howie. I'm not changing anyone's mind over here, which, oh. which hurts my feelings. Guy's but a genius. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's totally fine. <laughs> this, this is what he does. He's so great at sustaining. Let's go to Chris in D.C. What's happening, Chris? Uh, hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Of course. What's up, Chris? What do you got, man? Uh, so, a couple points. But, um, I, so, same way Howie, like, got a lot of free agents last year, I think – what he's going to do is he's going to draft a whole bunch of players on the defensive side. And I think since we were so good this year, I believe some free agents are going to want to come play on defense and, and play with Jalen. So I think he might pick up a whole bunch of uh, draft picks, some young guys, and then uh, any spot that he sees a free agent that, like a veteran, will come in and kind of start in front of them. Kind of the same thing he did with Stu and all them. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of want to get you guys feel on that if you think he's going to go that route or – you know, kind of, kind of all of this to make another push at the Super Bowl. Like, kind of do it all over again, in a sense. That's why I trust him because he did it this past year. Yeah, and and and, and he doesn't have a problem with dipping dipping into the veteran pool, no. right? So, you know, if they can't if they can't make enough moves on draft day to acquire more of those mid round draft picks, because the seventh round picks are crapshoots, right? So, I would imagine. They they would rather have two two fifth round draft picks and have no seventh round draft picks, yep. right? So you get at least two picks of the top two hundred and forty players, two hundred players, as opposed to looking at those guys that are closer to being undrafted free agents in the bottom. I say that to say they can only address so many positions with the draft. Five draft picks right now. Yep. Five draft picks we have, and three of them are in the first two rounds. Um. Then you wait till June 1st, and you see what free agents haven't signed with the team that are looking for a roster and gets close to training camp. These guys are a little more have a little more urgency to just get on a roster if you're a veteran versus being left out there with no team. So that's where the Eagles jumped in on James Bradbury last year. Yep. Steve Steve Nelson the year before. Like they one one of those was right. Yeah. 
Yes. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. Yeah. I can't even believe I brought up Steve yeah, Nelson. That's a, that's a yeah, that's but, but but that that that's where they add those pieces to fill in on the rest of the defense. Yeah. Now the one thing that I think is gonna be interesting, Ike, is that thirtieth pick. Uh I know you have the extra fifth year option if you draft a guy there. Mm-hmm. But if you're Howie and you don't have all the picks and, and essentially you have a se- two seventh round picks, which is essentially not even draft picks. I wonder if he's able to pull off what he did in 2018 with the or yeah the Goddard trade, mm-hmm. which was the Ravens sent the 52nd pick, the 125th pick, and a 2019 or a, a 2019 second round pick, all to go up and get Lamar Jackson, which yeah. obviously worked out pretty well for them. Mm-hmm. I wonder if he's able to move back and, and and accumulate more picks, or would you rather stay at 30? If if Bijan Robinson is there or whatever, mm-hmm. that's going to be something he's going to decide on on draft day. Where it's like, do I want to get more kind of lottery tickets or emphasize that fifth year option and keep the thirtieth pick? Yeah, and I want the Gibbs kid out of Alabama. Uh, I got no problem with Robinson. I just don't know if he'll be there. I think Gibbs, Jameer Gibbs, will be there late in the draft uh, at the running back position. But to your point, um, yeah, if you're going to give me two more picks. In a later round. Especially with the, J- I mean, the Jalen contracts coming. Yeah. We talked about that. And you need more players on defense. Yeah. Like, like I, I just, as much as I want the running back, I'm like, man, we're missing like seven well, starters also, on like, defense. There's so many good free agent running backs. Yeah. If you really want to. And then yeah. none of these guys are signing for a ton of money. Nope. Like, it's it's not happening. They might even be able to bring back Miles. Miles could be back here, yeah. I was going to say, even a guy like TJ Edwards or Marcus Epps, if they don't find a deal out there they're looking for, they could be back on a one-year deal. Well, and the other thing that hasn't really been talked about, I don't think, is that the cap's going up by sixteen million. Mm-hmm. So they have that extra money. If they don't pay Jalen anything on this year's, on this year's, that gets spread to somebody else. Yeah, they could, you know, kind of load it all up w- with these kind of guys. Yep. Uh, let's go back to the phones. John's in Lancaster. What's happening, John? Oh, hey guys, happy Thursday. What's up, hey, John? Uh, not sure what I'm adding here, but uh, you know, I've been thinking awesome. a lot about you know Zach Wheeler. <laughs> how important he is and just how sweet that signing was of Zach Wheeler. Because there's been a lot of signings by all of our sports teams over the year that turned out okay. And when they went to sign Zach Wheeler, I remember thinking, what do the Mets know that the Phillies don't know? It turns out it was absolutely nothing. I think this guy's one of the most underrated pitchers in the major leagues. I agree. And if you need, if I need a guy to go back in game seven, I give it to him. The guy's got ice in his veins. Well, what about game six I, when, he, when he's, I, when he's I, dominating I, and the manager pulls him? Oh, come absolutely. on, man. Pitch, pitch him every game. Anyway, I just yeah, that's think a good idea. It, to me it's just so sweet because it's the Mets that we had, you know. He could have signed anywhere, obviously, but he signed with us. Well, and I, I remember having reservations, but I'm not sure what my reservations were hell. about Zach Wheeler. Well, I, and I and I appreciate the call, John. Uh, the funniest part about Zach Wheeler, he, this is a time when the Phillies were like kind of archaic. Yes, yeah. But he signed here apparently because of the Phillies uh, analytics department. So there's there's wow. there's a win for analytics, even though they didn't really know what they were doing with him at that point. <laughs> I, one one uh, a member of this show said, "What dumb team is going to give Zach Wheeler a hundred million?" Was me, yeah, it was me. Really? But, yeah, well, because it's like he was so inconsistent and yeah. he was hurt all the time, mm-hmm. and it was like your stuff's great, but you have it in between the years. Like we've seen a million of these guys throw a hundred, but they have no, they don't have it mentally. No, nah, nah, he, he, the last caller was so right. Um, it's rare that these guys work out, man, especially here. Yeah, and with the Phillies, right? The Sixers never get the guy right, but with the Phillies also, right? 
Um, and to have Zach Willer work out the way that he has worked out, it is pretty good. I mean, from a pitching standpoint, you normally get a guy that's too old as he's past his prime. Yeah. I mean, we get Jake Arrieta. Listen, are we about to do a Matt Klintak Appreciation Day around here? No, hell no. No, we're not doing that. What a disaster. Two one five five nine two. I didn't even want to give him credit for that. No. We, but well, that was his signing, well, though, right? And, and Bryce. Damn, that's and, right. That's big, big as he had the greatest offseason since Branch Ricky. That's right. That was the whole offseason. And he traded 6-0 for uh, JT Real JT Real Muto. Jack had more to do with Bryce than Matt Klintak. Some people do say that, Ike. <laughs> <laughs> Some people do say that, including uh, Bryce himself, I'm sure. 215-592-9494. It's Jack Fritz in for Johnny Marks on this Thursday afternoon. On the other side, we'll get back to all of your calls in the Phillies. Harden, do you trust Howie? But also, we'll play a little stay or go with one eagle that I'm surprised is not talked about more with coming back and how the decision of one eagle could affect him. We'll get on that and uh, more of your calls coming up next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.